Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joy bringing on John Clayton, the professor, to talk a little football. And you've got a story in the uh, Washington Post today headlined, NFL players who could become salary cap casualties before the season. And so I see it, and anyone can go to WashingtonPost.com. I highly recommend you subscribe and, uh, and read all their uh, stuff, not just sports. But uh, I scrolled down immediately to see if you had anyone from the Miami Dolphins, and you did. You had T.J. McDonald, and you wrote, given that uh, Coach Brian Flores has moved Minka Fitzpatrick and Bobby McCain to safety, Dolphins have now more than $28 million in contracts tied up in that position and uh, even though he's hurt, Rashad Jones is one of the better safeties in the league. That could leave T.J. McDonald, who's on a four-year, $24 million deal, as the odd man out. Letting him go would save $5 million. Yeah, the way you write about it, I guess that is a legit possibility, right? You'd have to think so. I mean, because you do things for a reason, and Brian Flores, for whatever reason, you know, took a $6.75 million slot cornerback, and Bobby moved him to safety, and then, you know, I don't think Fitz is all happy about being safety because I think he'd rather play outside, but, you know, he's good enough to play anywhere. And, uh, you know, Jones, I still think, you know, it could be that uh, if once Jones gets healthy, maybe he could be the casualty. They don't have any cap problems, but when you have $28 million tied up in safeties, isn't that too much? I mean, you have basically two safeties that uh, are going to play limited, and it's like, and you have all that money tied up in them. And then we go to a, a name familiar, obviously, out west, NFC West, with you and the whole situation here with Josh Rosen. And we've basically been told that he will not be your starting opening day quarterback for the Dolphins unless something dramatic happens. Can you sort of take us through the Josh Rosen coaster of what you thought this season would have been for him? And does it surprise you at all the way it's played out to this point? No, it doesn't surprise me because I just kind of wonder that, you know, I think Brian wants to get off to a good start. And at the moment, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be uh, the one that can probably get the team off to a better start. He's the experienced quarterback. But it just seems like, uh, you know, the negative comments that Brian's been making, you know, he's not ready to be a starter yet and all that. I mean, he hasn't really fit in. Now, the one thing with Josh is that his personality is such, it's I know, it's not similar to Jay Cutler, but it's, it's one that sometimes, you know, may not jive with what the coaches like and the body language and all those different things. He hasn't won them over yet. But here's the thing that I wonder about. You know, uh, Ted Marchabroda always had the line that if you're a good backup quarterback, you know, you, a team can play you three games and you can win you three. And if you play him six, he'll lose you three. All right, so that's, I think, Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though, again, he's been a starter off and on the last couple of years. I consider him a very good backup. But look what happened when he went, uh, it was out in Tampa. You know, they weren't happy with Jameis Winston. And so next thing you know, they come back and they start uh, Fitzpatrick, and he was Fitzmagic for a couple games. Then all of a sudden, that uh, you know, the longer you play the backup, the more people catch up. And he did so poorly in a couple by one or two games that they end up going back to uh, Jameis Winston. And so what I wonder... I mean, can you really think that uh, it's going to be more than six games 
for Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, giving Rosen the chance to go ahead. And remember, I mean, this team isn't all that talented. There's not many Pro Bowl players left in the team anymore. And so what I wonder is that, uh, you know, is this just buying some time for Ryan to get the team off to a decent start? And then once he starts to fade a little bit, then Rosen steps in. Yeah, that's what we kind of think. Where it, uh, and, and the schedule kind of plays out perfectly for that because they've got a bye week, week five. So you would imagine Josh Rosen comes in as starter week six. John Clayton, you can read his work in the Washington Post. We saw, I don't know, about a couple hours ago that the uh, Dallas Cowboys have made an offer to Ezekiel Elliott. Do uh, you think that one's going to end friendly and uh, and successfully for Zeke and the Cowboys, or uh, or you think it's headed the other direction? Well, I don't know if Rocky Arsenault, the agent, uh, basically got the offer and says it comes from Jerry Who, because I know that uh, Jerry gave the Ezekiel Who uh, answer on the one, which, of course, didn't go over well with Rocky and all that <laughs> stuff. But, uh, you know, I think you could say it's getting closer because the offer apparently says that he's going to be one of the two top paid running backs in football. So that tells me it's either between $13 million and uh, a little over 14 But you can see that Ezekiel is trying – to get a deal that's going to be worth more than 14.5. So, uh, you know, it's getting closer. I guess that's positive, but right now, no deal, no way. John, we look at the today tonight's game for the Dolphins, nationally televised in Fox, week three of the preseason. It had always been that week three was your dress rehearsal. Week four, no one played, played safe, avoided injuries. Yet we've seen teams take unique approaches to the preseason this year. Sean McVay basically playing no one because it's just the preseason. Uh, Hawk and I were talking about, can players necessarily get themselves prepared enough? Do you see a change in how teams are approaching the preseason? Maybe because of the eventual move to the 18-2 and alignment, just two preseason games. But is it still the same way as far as that week three is the week of telling and no one plays in week four? Or are, are we at sort of a different point now looking at the preseason? No, I think we're at a different point looking at the preseason. And again, it's like one of those things where you probably need blindfolds if you're watching the preseason because it's so bad right now. The uh, idea, and it's really, it's, it's ironic how this started because, you know, every owner seems to want the next Sean McVay, okay? And they want that bright, young offensive coach. Well, now what you can see is that the offensive coaches who are head coaches are starting to dictate, hey, you don't need these preseason games. I mean, Sean McVay didn't start use any starters last year. He went to the Super Bowl. This year he used one starter in the second game, and he blew out a peck, and he's probably going to be out for the season. Then you got Doug Peterson, who rarely plays anybody in the preseason, and uh, you know he went to the Super Bowl the year before. And now you've got other coaches that are jumping in. I mean, you've got uh, – right now I know that even Mike Vrabel, who's a defensive coach, is not is thinking about not playing the starters the rest of the way. You've got uh, you know Oakland right now. John Gruden's thinking of not putting out the starters. And I think what it comes down to is that uh, you now have more needs to take it down to three or two preseason games uh, just as tune-ups where you don't have to really do too much. But it's more almost beneficial to have those practices with another team because then everybody's out there. But, no, it's changing dramatically, and they've got to come up with some formula. The one thing that won't happen, they will, the players will not go, the union will not go for 17 or 18 regular season games. Just not happening. John Clayton is with us. You mentioned Oakland there. You think Oakland has any buyer's remorse on Antonio Brown? They should. I mean, <laughs> because look at the headache that he's caused. You know, what I wonder, 
with that, you know, with the helmet and the uh, frozen feet. Uh, you know, <laughs> if John Gruden now has to get to his office at like four thirty every morning, put a helmet on, and then keep hitting himself in the head, hoping <laughs> that the helmet protects him, saying, "What did I do? Third round pick, and look at the headaches he's getting." I mean, he knows he's got a good player, a great player, as a matter of fact. And the one thing that I know Mike Mayock and uh, John Gruden are on the same page as is that uh, you know both being broadcasters, would be able to get into the practices of Pittsburgh and watch Antonio Brown practice more than any other front office people or any more or any coaches. So they know the work ethic, but what they can't figure out is the headaches, and he's causing so many headaches, there's got to be some regret. John Clayton, I, uh, I have to get to something very important, and I know Ira wants to talk NFL, but I have to get to the important stuff with John Clayton. I totally because understand. Obviously, we, I think we agreed last week or the week before, John, that it's the wood that makes it good when it comes to Kenny Rogers roasters. Um, this week, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Dolphins released on social media today a video, and it was like a question-answer thing with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, what's your favorite movie? Was it, you know, it was all one-word answers. And uh, and one of the questions he was at, do you have that sound, Dan? This is, it's it might be hard to hear. I'll tell you what he says, but here's Ryan Fitzpatrick on the, the Dolphins Twitter account. If you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chicken squares. He's asked, if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? And he answers, chicken squares. Now, do you know no, what that is? Is, is that it? I mean, is he, because here's a Harvard guy, and what is he trying to, uh, you know, take the nuggets from Chick-fil-A and call them uh, chicken squares? Oh, you think that's uh, what he might be I mean, doing? Like, he, he might be trying to just sound smarter than the room? Like, we call them chicken patties, he'll call them chicken squares? Well, he is smarter than the room. I mean, well, I, I didn't true. go to Harvard. Especially this room. Yeah, especially <laughs> this room. Yeah, that's inarguable. <laughs> I know my room right now, and I mean, and certainly he has more facial hair than I have hair. Period. <laughs> yeah, but, me too. Uh, and Ira, yeah, all of us yeah, combined. Yeah, yeah, but no, I think that. Uh, I mean, if it's going chicken squares, this has got to be a Chick Fil A type of thing because I mean, you know, it's not like you go into a restaurant and say, "Okay, I want chicken squares." It's just a different way well, to say that, it. it's Chick Fil A. That's which, why. That's you know, what, what's. Well, well, that's kind of my question yeah. because, and Ira looked it up earlier because I'm fascinated by this. And there is like a chicken squares. It's almost like a an empanada, like a knish. It's basically pieces of chicken uh, wrapped with phyllo dough. But, but you've, I mean, you've traveled extensively for your job, John. You've been to, I, I would say, every state in the union and and probably many other countries. Have you ever come across on a menu chicken squares? Never. Absolutely never. I mean, it's like it's such such a different way to phrase it that it's like it's almost like chicken squares. I mean, what is that? Should it's he like, be uh, should he no. be excluded from the starting position because of that? Uh, what depends. I mean, if it's game four, maybe <laughs> maybe game five. Yeah, but it's like uh, well, I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, it, it does show that uh, he's. You know, eating well because it's not like it's uh, you know hot chicken or something like that. It's not like spicy. He just wants chicken squares. So I think it's a very simple type of thing. But no, he shouldn't be excluded because that's what he likes. It's just that I've never seen it pronounced that way. All right. Well, keep it uh, keep it on your radar for during your travels. If you see chicken squares anywhere, uh, try it. Yeah, it's like I'm, I know I'm heading down to L.A. on Saturday, so I don't know where to even ask on chicken squares. Uh, you know, it's like if, if you do that, it's like what you want what? <laughs> Tell next, me what. Next week's Washington Post exclusive. These NFL players go for chicken squares <laughs> first. Before I let you go, John, uh, real quickly, my Mount Rushmore of Keanu Reeves movies <laughs> is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Speed, Point Break, and The Devil's Advocate. 
Uh, many people are outraged that the Matrix or John Wick is not up there. Your thoughts? No, I think, I mean, I have to go Matrix. I mean, that was oh, my really? favorite as far as that. Oh, it was sensational. I mean, you know, the slow-mo. I mean, it, it, the, the thing about this, when you go back to uh, the Matrix, I mean, just about every movie now kind of models it. I mean, you have, you know, guys moving slow, and then all of a sudden the big jumps and all those different things. I mean, it, it kind of like was the, you know, the beginning of now what you see in most movies. Well, what would you take off the Mount Rushmore, though? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Speed, Point Break, or The Devil's Advocate? Mm, I'd say Point Break. Really? I mean, you can't take off Speed. Speed was just, it was just sensational yeah. because yeah. it was just constant action. And, he, and that's, I guess, the great part about Reeves is he was always in kind of constant action type of things. But I, I'd probably Point Blank. Wow. All right. Well, uh, we learned a little bit from John Clayton, but three out of the four on the Mount Rushmore. Okay. You uh, you don't put John Wick on there. No, I did not. All right. Very good. Uh, John Clayton. Wait, wait, we can... haven't seen we haven't seen good ones from here lately, have we? From uh, from John Wick from or from Keanu, Keanu Reeves? No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, has he done anything lately? I know he's filming a new Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, okay, that's, that's, that's gold good. right there. Yeah, I mean that was fun. I mean, I mean, listen, we we're not. Uh, I mean, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't enjoy it, but I know John Clayton and Ira Winderman and Mark Hockman do. Mm-hmm. John, I apologize. I don't know. Maybe you know, can you imagine now in Bill uh, in the Excellent Adventure if uh, all of a sudden Keanu go asked for chicken squares? I was just thinking, what a better way to uh, what better way to enjoy a good movie than with uh, a little uh, plate of chicken squares? So you can tell who does no the radio question. shows here. Exactly. So you think you think chicken squares are like a multiple uh, item, like a, like you would get chicken squares plural, or you think you would be served one chicken square? <laughs> well, there would have to be a chicken block if it's going to be a chicken that because you chicken square. I mean, you know, what, what's that got to be? It's got to be a twelve pounder if right. it's going to be because so, again, you got to get the fair value for right. what it costs. Right. No, good point, John Clayton. That's why you got hired by the Washington Post. <laughs> it's that. It's that insight, John Clayton. Read his work in the Washington Post. I really like today's. It's fascinating if you're an NFL fan. NFL players who could become salary cap casualties before the season. WashingtonPost.com is the website. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.